Hey guys, I'm Tash. And I'm Andy. And you're listening to Bewildered. The podcast where we share stories about the weird, wonderful, and often downright perplexing of the animal kingdom. This is a project that was born out of some of the weird encounters Andy and I have had with animals as ecologists. You're listening to our second episode, part two of a seven-part series. So welcome, and let's get started, shall we? The title of this episode is You Can't See Me. So we're going to start this episode a little differently. A while ago, I was in the Seychelles, an island nation in the west of the Indian Ocean, and I got some footage of an amazing octopus, and I'm going to show Tash. We'll also make this video available on the Facebook so you can quickly go watch it as well. But Tash, as podcasting is an audio medium, can you describe what's going on? Thank you for putting that one out. Okay, let's go. Alright, so we're on a coral reef. I can see you following this octopus. He is not happy. He's got his dark, angry colours on. Oh, oh, he stopped. And now he's got some textured stuff going on, changing colour. What's he doing? Oh, okay, he's reaching out a tentacle to something. Oh! Oh my gosh, he just got nailed by this other octopus. I did not even see that. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Just came out of nowhere. Okay, our other octopus is now like slinking off. I don't think he's very happy with himself. Wow, that is so amazing how they can change their colour and texture of their skin to camouflage. It just looked like it was a piece of coral there. Yeah, it's freaky, right? Thinking about how well that it was camouflaged makes me wonder, how many of these have I just seen and not noticed? These octopus just hiding in plain sight and thinking, you can't see me. What kind of octopus was that? That was just your common reef octopus, Octopus vulgaris. Now, if you think they're really good at camouflage, the next species of octopus I'm going to talk about has to be the master of disguise. I think I know what you're about to say. The mimic octopus? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Well, just act surprised for this one, okay? So, the mimic octopus can camouflage really well, but it also does something else. It can contort its body and change the colour so well that it can look like other animals. That's right. It can look like a soulfish, a type of flat, poisonous fish, which if you think about it, it's really... Dash, dash, dash. I'm, I'm telling this one. So, if you could just... Look, trust me, there'll be a surprise for you at the end. Okay, I'll be good. Okay, so as I was saying, they can change its shape and coloration to mimic poisonous fish like soulfish or lionfish to scare off predators. It can make itself look long and skinny like a sea snake. Scientists have even seen the mimic octopus mimic anemones, stingrays, shrimp, and even jellyfish. They are so, so cool. But Tash, what if I told you that something mimics the mimic octopus? That's right. So scientists have observed a species of jawfish following and mimicking a tentacle of the mimic octopus. Wait, don't jawfish usually just hang out in like sandy burrows? That's right. Scientists aren't too sure as to what species of jawfish this is and it might just be a new species or just the behaviour of a really brave individual. But it has been seen swimming right next to the octopus amongst its tentacles, copying the octopus's coloration and the mimic octopus doesn't seem too bothered by this tag along. So, what you're trying to say is that it's an animal copying the animal that copies other poisonous animals. Exactly. That is so cool. It's like a copy of a copy. It's like mimicception. (laughs) 
Sorry, I went there. <laughs> Five-year-old references aside, we'll be posting all of these videos on our Facebook page and Twitter. Be sure to follow along. Like everything else in the 21st century, The Bewildered Podcast is on social media. You can find us on Facebook, just search Bewildered Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter, at BewilderedCast, all one word. We'll be posting links so you can learn more about the animals we discuss in each episode, and you'll also find videos, photos, and a little bit of behind-the-scenes content. So like and follow us and tell us your favourite weird nature story. Alright, back to the show. This next animal takes the inspiration for its camouflage from one of nature's least appetising substances. Any guesses, Andy? Ooh, 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 garbage water. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay, so that slushy mixer you get when you have a three-day-old rotting turtle and there's maggots inside and you lift it up and the shell drops out and it just slushes everywhere and it smells whoa, like vomit. Whoa, no, no, too far. Dude, it's poo. Specifically bird poo. Because if you're a bird, nothing says, don't eat me, like a pile of your own feces. Uh, okay, I might have gone a bit far. Yeah, I'm with you, I'm with you. That is still pretty nasty. This strategy is actually pretty common to insects such as butterflies, their caterpillars, and many species of spiders. But my favourite are the bird dung crab spiders, a genus of spiders found throughout Southeast Asia and tropical northern Australia. These guys take looking like bird poop to a whole nother level. Their bodies are mottled brown, black, cream and white, with a nice glossy surface to give you that authentic poop look. They carefully construct a patch of silk web and position themselves in the middle, drawing in their legs so that the combination of their poop-like bodies and silk nest makes them look just like a dried piece of bird poo. They sound committed to the look. <laughs> Very true. But the bird dung crab spider isn't content with this level of masquerade. It takes authentic feces to a whole nother level. Bird dung crab spider isn't content with this level of masquerade. It takes it too far, with an authentic feces smell to boot. Their smell is so foul that it deters potential predators, like other spiders, but at the same time it attracts their preferred prey, houseflies, which, unlike other sensible organisms, loves the smell of poop. So if you see a piece of bird poop, and it looks like bird poop, and it smells like bird poop, chances are it could be a bird dung crab spider. Or, or it could just be poo. Okay, that's potentially another option. <laughs> Tash, have you ever heard the story of the peppered moth? Andy, I wrote this script and I know exactly what's, what's going on. Anyway, the story of the peppered moth starts in pre-industrial England, when around 80% of the population was a light white colour. This was really useful because they spent most of their time hanging around white birch trees. This camouflage them really well from predators like birds. There were some moths that tended towards a more grey colour. Not too great for camouflage, but not too bad either. And then there was about 2% of the population that had a genetic mutation that made them look black in colour. And this made them really, really easy prey. But then the Industrial Revolution started. And Tash, what drove the Industrial Revolution? Puppies? Tash, serious answers now. You're not getting a puppy today. All right, no, I know the answer to this one. It was coal, right? Yep. Burning of coal put tons and tons of soot into the air. This made the tree trunks around England turn black. So the white birch trees that were once a safe haven for 80% of the population of peppered moths 
now provided no camouflage protection at all. The white moth population collapsed and the black moth population rose to nearly 95% of the population in some areas of England. Wow, that's a pretty massive change. It was huge and I all just love this story because it so elegantly shows how natural selection can drive a whole species to change. But in recent decades, environmental regulations have come into place and this has cut the levels of pollution. Also, heavy industry has slowly left England and there aren't too many factories pumping out pollution into the atmosphere. So, let me guess. Yep, you're right. So, the birch trees run England are white again, and this means that those black moths are easy prey for birds once more. Now, white peppered moths dominate the population once again. Ah, see, natural selection in action. Exactly. The Bewildered Podcast is co-written and produced by Andy and myself, Tash. If you'd like to know more about any of the topics we've discussed this episode, please follow us on Twitter and Facebook, where you'll find much more content. Don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud or subscribe to us in your podcasting app of choice. Also, feel free to leave us a rating as it really helps other people to find us. Our music is by Poddington Bear and thank you for listening. So you listen to that episode and we're, we're trying to think of proper words to use for poop when we went through. So Tash and I just kind of riffed some of these. I thought uh, crap was okay. What about defecation? Discharge. Feces. Dung. Manure. Excrement. Stool. Excretion. Fecal matter. Number two. Turd. Deuce. I've run out of good words. <laughs> yeah, that's, to be honest, that's the, that's the extent of my... my pellets. Thoughts. Pellets. I like pellets. Um. <laughs> Nuggets. S- splatter. <laughs> 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 They're all good, really. Let's just use all of them. Let's use all of them. <laughs> <laughs>